I'm Mark Adams and welcome to episode 38 of Mark's Mess Podcast, where with my daughters Charlotte and Catherine. Catherine, Charlotte. Charlotte and Catherine. Catherine, Charlotte. Charlotte and Catherine. We look at the world of geekery one comic at a time and this time we're going to be looking at Man of Steel number two from 1986. But first of all, we have some correspondence. What now? Correspondence. People have written to us. Oh, you could just say that. I could, I could but it makes me sound smart Sorry. and lovely and intelligent. First of all, we had Toby Jackson. He got in touch with us and he let us know how he's getting on with our listening. Slowly winding our way through your podcasts, just heard the first sandwich emporium. Lindsay shouted in disgust, appealing the apples. Shame on you. The peeling of the apples. I believe that was Charlotte who brought that you in. You told me to. Now, I did reply that I was shocked that our chef did such a thing and we will reprimand the chef in future meetings and Lindsay actually came back to us and she said we had to skip one that had Infinity War spoilers also need to work our way through the Marvel backlog yeah it's important that you don't get spoiled for those Marvel movies trust me it's important after uh, the completion of our geek alphabet series uh, we got congratulations from kyle benning and also professor allen congratulated us in an email hello adam congratulations on getting to the end of the alphabet mission accomplished and great job most of you are very great podcasters yeah most of us i'm not <laughs> not thinking of anyone in particular take care and i wish you success on whatever y'all do next that's, of course, Professor Allen from Relatively Geeky Podcasts and from Darkness to Light. If you would like to get in touch with us, as these fine people have done, you can at our email address. MyMarksMess at gmail.com Or on our Twitter. At MarksMessPodcast with the teeth. On our webpage, MarksMessPodcasts.blogspot.com or on our Facebook page. Mark's Mess Podcast. And if you have done in the past month or so, it's probably because of our competition where we asked you to tell us what your favourite cold opening was. Uh, we have had people contact us with that. Thank you for entering the competition if you did. If you didn't, thank You're you for lost. at least listening to us. You, you lost. And the winner is... Will I tell them who the winner is now? Aye. The winner is... Drum roll, please. <laughs> Professor Allen. Thank you very much. He represents all of you who listen to the podcast and uh, we'll be sending him his prize bag very shortly in the next couple of days. Professor Allen chose episode 10, which was a geek letter H, where we had Santa come into the house and leave something for the girls. And who played Santa? Professor Allen. And a few of them, few votes that were you know, people voting for things they were involved with, which is okay. But the episode that came out the most was our episode number two, which was our geek letter B. Caroline Rentry wrote to us and she told us why she chose it. I like the cold open for episode two, British. I particularly like the C and K, K and C, start off pretending to be so refined and ladylike, but absolutely crack up pun intended, when they start talking about mums. Yeah. <laughs> yes, thank you, Caroline, for that. I'll be perfectly honest, I spend a lot of time trying to be refined and ladylike, but quite often I laugh at the mention of bums too. So thank you very much, Caroline. The episode that got the most votes was, of course, uh, episode two of British, and to tell you the truth, that's one of my favourites as well. So thank you very much. We as a family have movie nights and I try and educate the girls in movies that are a wee bit older than them, which are good movies. And we sat down one night to watch Mask of Zorro. How did that go, Charlotte? It didn't. 
How long did we last, Catherine? I don't know. It was too it was long. Until snack time. So like, it, we lasted an hour into the movie. That's not that bad. It's a great movie. It's not. Well, I, I thought it was, and I finished it off later on myself. Uh, but a few weeks ago, Charlotte had been to a charity shop and she found the movies Journey to the Centre of the Earth from 2008 and Journey to the Mysterious Island, which was 2012, I think. And we sat down and watched that. How did that go, Catherine? Yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it very much. It was kind of like the New Year Jumanji. I think I think that Lost was evident that. in the second movie, Journey to the Mysterious Island. I emphasize two because it was the letter, no, the number two instead of the word two. Oh, because it's the second movie. <laughs> Are you only getting that now? Oh, never mind that. Dwayne Johnson was in both uh, the recent Jumanji and Journey to Mysterious Island, and it was. I didn't, a, I didn't know what it was called. I thought it was Journey to the Center of the Earth too. No, it wasn't. I've never, I've never seen. Uh, Dwayne Johnson in a par- in a parental role. It was really weird to watch because he's always like a cop or like a secret agent or something. Many years ago, you did watch the Tooth Fairy, which he was in. And oh, yeah, he- was he not the Tooth Fairy? He was the one that turned into the Tooth Fairy. Yeah. And he was a parent of some sort. I can't remember. It was a long time ago and not something I want to repeat. Uh, also, in the first disc, uh, the first movie, Journey to the Center of the Earth, there was a second disc and it was in 3D. Well, and we, we couldn't find the right glasses. Yeah, our cinema glasses didn't work. And I uh, went to eBay and I bought uh, a pack of 3D glasses and they came and we tried them on. That didn't work because instead of red and blue, as the glasses were, the movie was red and green. So we'll have to keep on looking. I'm pretty sure I can find some some glasses like that or at least some cellophane that's green cellophane that we can use. Quality Street. Or buy a box of Quality Street. Mm. I have a box in there. So we'll just eat that now and rustle about. Anyway. We do like watching movies, and later on we're going to be talking uh, a bit more about movies after the break. The comic the girls have been reading this month is Man of Steel number 2 from 1986. This was the introduction of Man of Steel in the post-crisis universe. Back in the mid-80s, DC had a problem. It had a long, long, long line of history within their own comics, and the history contradicted themselves. So they had different worlds, Earth 1, Earth 2, Earth 3. The Superman in one world fought in the Second World War. In another world, he didn't. He was too young for that. Uh, in another world, Batman had children. In another world, he didn't. So it was very complicated and convoluted. I have a solution. What is your solution? Parallel universe. Well, they've got, they had that, and it was getting, they were jumping in and out of parallel universes like mad, and it was getting silly. So what they did was they rebooted the whole of the DC universe in an event called Crisis on Infinite Earths. That and, sounds like Crisis on Earth. Well, that's where they get the name from. Man of Steel was a reboot of the whole Superman story, and they changed a few things that I didn't know about. And I do have a wee bit of a history with this comic that I'll talk about after in a wee while. So here's a summary of what happened. I'm taking this straight from the Wikipedia entry just to save myself a bit of time. 
In issue 2, the costumed Superman debuts in Metropolis. Daily Planet managing editor Perry White assigns Lois Lane to get the full story of the new hero. In the meantime, Superman is all over Metropolis helping others, from stopping muggers to foiling bank robberies. After a series of failed attempts to even encounter him again, Lois decides to take a gamble and plunges her car into the harbour to lure Superman into the open. Her plan works, as Superman arrives to take her back to her apartment. The pair has a quiet talk in which Superman vaguely reveals some details about himself, including confirming the name Superman that Lois gave him in her first article about him. Superman then departs, but not before asking Lois if she always carries an aqualung in her car. Lois finally has her scoop, the first sit-down interview with Superman, only to find that she's been beaten to the headline by the Daily Planet's newest reporter, Clark Kent. The girls read this by themselves and they recorded their thoughts soon after that, so here they are. Hello, it's Charlotte here. I've just read the assigned comic for this month. I thought the story was an alright introduction to Superman. It was a bit basic uh, because there wasn't much to the story. I thought the art was good apart from at one point um, Superman uses his laser vision and all that happens is his eyes go red. For some odd reason the pupils of his eyes go red and then the guns get hot. You don't see any actual pew. The flow of the story was good because at some point it emphasised his superpower even more. I thought this comic was alright, it didn't really grab my attention and I probably wouldn't read on. This is Catherine, so I just read the comic. It wasn't a bad introduction to Superman. It mentioned some of his powers but he didn't use them all. The art's very detailed. A thing I've noticed about the comics is that they don't use different colours for shading, they just use black. And also on one of the pages, a guy's hair colour changes from yellow to orange. I didn't really like Lois Lane because she's a bit bossy and just thought, oh I'll die to get a good story, it doesn't matter. Superman showed off his powers a lot and he could have been more subtle about it rather than just showing up and showing people his powers. The art flowed well and most of the colours look good together. I wouldn't really read more because I don't really like that type of superhero stuff. Right, my history with this comic is that it is about the second Superman comic I ever read. I didn't have access to many comics when I was quite young, so... What's the first one, issue one? <laughs> the first one... <laughs> the first one wasn't issue one. It was actually Action Comics 579. Uh, a few months before this one was published and it is actually a pre-crisis comics comic but it has a crossover with Asterix the Gaul comics and uh, I don't have it anymore but this comic here issue 2 of Man of Steel was in a collection that went out to schools of various comics with including Judge Dredd Asterix, Tintin Spider-Man and this was the Superman comic in that so it's the very first one, and this is actually a collection of the Man of Steel. So did you get them for free at school? Well, my dad was a head teacher, and he brought it home to, for me because he knew I liked comics. Oh, 
Cool. Yeah. So this was written and drawn by one man, John Byrne, who made a big impact in the 1980s in comics such as the Fantastic Four, Alpha Flight, and even before that, the X-Men. While he was the writer and penciler, the person who did the pencil marks, the inker was Dick Giordano. Wait, so somebody drew it. Somebody drew it in pencil? And another person did, like, the line art for it. They would clean up the pencil marks and do the ink. Would that not make it basically two different styles? You will find that if you have... Depending what the art looks like depends not just on the uh, the penciler, but also the inker. The penciler would do the bulk of the work because they do all the lines in it, but they'd also lay out the pages. They decide what goes where, how it's laid out, and so the penciler is just basically doing the sketch of it and like saying and like seeing where things should be, and then the inker. Per, wait, was it? The inker would put the inks on it. Now, if you drew a pencil drawing, there'd be a lot of lines on it. So the inker would have to decide which lines to ink, or else it would look very messy. But if you look at this Superman, you can tell it's John Byrne. I mean, there's a lovely splash of him, of Superman flying. That, to me, I can recognize that as John Byrne from, uh, you know, 100 yards away on a t-shirt. And I'd know that's definitely John Byrne. And I, and if you read comics enough, you can tell who the artists are. But quite often the inker will decide, uh, the inker will give personality, their own personality to the art as well. And even the letter, the letter has to decide where the words actually go on the drawing. And uh, the letter, and this is John Costanzo, the colorist who decides what colors go. I mean, there's a lovely picture of Superman diving into the ocean and there's a gradient to the water showing depth. And uh, that was Tom Zuko. Why did they do that thing where they have the character come out of the ball? I, I think it makes the, the drawings pop and it pops out at you. It makes it less uniform so it looks more like alive or something. Yeah, uh, I agree. Now, both of you have said you wouldn't read any more, which is quite a surprise because this was, uh, for many years and for many of us out there reading comics, this is Superman. It's not who he was before this or uh, some even after this, but this is who Superman is. And this is the blueprint of who Superman is. So you two didn't like this. This wasn't really a good story. So one thing came from both of you was that the story was a bit dull, a bit flat. Not simple. And a bit simple. I think that's because this was a opening story, a beginning story. And, you know, throughout this volume, you've got him the first meeting of Batman and with the first meeting of Lex Luthor and the first meeting of Bizarro and things like that. And delving into the background of who Superman is, I think it would be worthwhile for for you both to have a read at. But if you don't want to, don't worry, I'm not going to force you. Out of 10, what would you give this for a comic? Five. Five out of 10. So halfway there compared to that to... Just because the art's good and detailed. It is very good. It is good art. Charlotte? I'll give it about six. So you're going to give it a wee bit more. So any way of me persuading you to read any more of this volume? No. No. So we go, well, that's okay. But next time I'll try something different. If you want to read more or listen, if you want to listen more about uh, this comic and other uh, comics from this era, you can do no worse than listening. 
You can do no worse. You can do no better than listening to From Crisis to Crisis, a Superman podcast. And their very first episode deals with this. And we're going to play a, pro- a promo for them. In fact, we're going to play it right now. So we'll see you after the break. Bye. 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 Hey everyone, I'm Michael Bailey. And I'm Jeffrey Taylor. You might remember us from such show as From Crisis to Crisis, a Superman podcast. Whatever happened to that show? Well, it went away and now it's back. We're back? That's right. After taking a year off and having a preview episode on April 1st, all new episodes of From Crisis to Crisis, a Superman podcast will be available for download or subscription on your favorite podcatcher starting on May 30th, 2018. We have a lot to talk about right away, like the aftermath of the death of Clark Kent... The end of Season 2 of Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman. All of the Superman-related annuals under the Year One banner. Superman v. Aliens, dawn of a really good crossover. And so much more as we continue through the triangle-numbered books and the related books for the second half of 1995 as we gear up for that line-wide crossover, Underworld Unleashed. Starring the newly revived Lex Luthor and the Superman crossover, The Trial of Superman. And right around the corner, there's a wedding and a major change for both the costume and powers of the Man of Steel. There's a wedding? Who's getting married? Plus the side titles, miniseries, and one-shots that we've been really excited to tackle. From Crisis to Crisis, a Superman podcast. Covering the post-crisis on Infinite Earths era of Superman. New episodes drop on Thursdays, mostly. Unless they don't, but there's usually a very good excuse. Show notes, images from the comics covered, and back episodes can be found at www.fortressofbailitude.com. I don't know. Modern day comics just don't seem to have the magic the older ones did. I wish I could go back to those days. You're me, but but I'm me. How is this possible? I'm you, from the future. What happens to my voice? Oh, well, uh, actually, I kind of was eating peanuts before I came back, and uh, one of them went down the wrong tube. I'm still trying to get it out, actually. <coughs> Nothing. Well, still, the future must be terrible. I mean... Your hair's half burnt off. Oh, well, actually, I tripped and fell over the stove. What about the scar on your face? It's a paper cut. And the eye patch? I was looking through a telescope and accidentally pointed at the sun. Look, I have a reason for being here. I built a time machine so you can go back to the past and check out the comics of yesteryear. I figure you'll either enjoy the good old days, or you'll gain an appreciation for the current comics. Maybe both. Can I bring some friends with me? Sure, but only one at a time. Well, there you have it. 
Join me, Mike Staley, and an assortment of co-hosts as we look over the world of DC Comics from half a century ago in my new monthly podcast, DC 50 Years Ago. Who are you talking to? Uh, Don't worry about it. Just check out DC 50 Years Ago on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever it's called, and at dc50yearsago.podomatic.com. Seriously, who are you talking to? Okay, welcome back. We do have family movie nights, as I mentioned before. And it's interesting to know what movies they like and don't like. I've tried giving them really good movies, like Crocodile Dundee, which is a fantastic movie. And as you can hear from the background there, they didn't like it. They really didn't like it. It's the thing they bring up all the time. But there are a few lists out there that are movies to see before you're 15, 16. And some of them are quite highfalutin movies. Like Kess. Kess is a movie about a young boy and his Kestrel made in the 70s. And I watched it once and found it dull as dishwater. Is a Kestrel a car? (laughs) <laughs> yes, about his car. No, it's a bird. It's like oh. an eagle, a bit oh, like an eagle. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say it's either a car or a dog. I knew. Or it was, I knew it was something like not like a car. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> no, I knew it was something like to do with animals and like woods and stuff. Yeah. Birds. No, no, we don't mean the the paneling in a car. We mean like places where trees grew. Yeah. What? Okay. Anyway, I'm go- I've got a list of 50 family movies every child should watch before they turn 16, as Charlotte is 15 and Catherine is 13. You're going to say 16? As Charlotte is 15 and Catherine is 13, it's a good time to look at this. And we're going to have a quick run through these movies, see if A, have you seen them? B, would you ever want to see them? This is from goodtoknow.co.uk. And the very first movie is... The Lion King. Oh, which one though? The 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 decent one. The or, classic. The classic. You, oh, you yeah. haven't seen the new one, so you don't know if it's decent or not. Apparently that, that, it is. That's true. I've heard some very good remarks about it. Have you seen The Lion King? Uh, yeah. I don't know. I might have. I can't remember. It's it's the one with the lion on it, and he's the king. I, I know that much, but I can't remember if I've seen it or not. It's got great songs. I do like the songs. What's your favourite song I have? Oh. Oh, I just, oh. I just, oh, I do like to be... I just can't wait to be king. That's good. What about you, Catherine? See, the problem is some of these have been shown so many times in clips that's hard to remember if we've actually seen it or we've just seen so many clips of it. I think that's what your problem is, Catherine. Probably. Yeah, probably. Right, so Lion King is a thumbs up? Mm-hmm. Thumbs up. Okay, Breakfast Club. No, we do a thing in our church with the teenagers over the summer called Late Late Breakfast Club and we use the visuals from The Breakfast Club. It's a movie about five high school students who get Saturday detention from the 80s. It's quite a classic movie. That sounds like a something from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Or not Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the Spider-Man, where they all get detention. They all get detention then they go down the chutes and they're just like... Spider-Man Homecoming took a lot from those type of movies. I meant the comic, or not the comic, the cartoon. Cartoon. Well, Spider-Man Homecoming took a lot from movies like The Breakfast Club. Next one is Adventures in Babysitting. Never Never heard of that one. That, again, is an 80s movie about uh, a teenage girl who takes on babysitting duties, and she has adventures in that. 
Finding Nemo. Yeah. Yes, and we've also seen Finding Dory. I've it, wasn't, nev- it wasn't as good as the first one, but it was still good. I've I never seen Finding Dory. I can't remember anything about either. Of well, good. in the first one, they have to find Nemo. And the second one, you'll never guess this, they have to find Dory. Yeah, I know, but I can't remember anything about what happens. Because all I know is that they go to find someone, but I can't remember, like, what happens. Because, like, the plot's kind of in the name. It's Nemo we have Peter to find. Peter yeah. to Wally Sydney. What? What? <laughs> P. Sherman, 42, Wall of the West, Sydney. I can't remember the drive. Uh, are you are you okay? You... That's the address of where Nemo went. Oh, right. So, have we got a thumbs up for Finding Nemo? Yes. Okay. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Have we? I think like, we've seen that. I think, I'm yeah, not too sure if you've seen it no, or, or not. Have you? Yeah. Um, basically, Nazis. I remember seeing this when it came out. Uh, as an 11 year old. Is that the one with the bridge? No, that is um, the second one. Oh. I've forgotten of. <laughs> I think we have watched that one though. Right, that's, that's the one with the big ball coming down and the Nazi tanks. Um, oh, yeah. I don't know, I've seen too many memes of that. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's a problem of these. That, that is actually a good adventure one, uh, which I think the two of you would hate totally because you've got no style about movies at all. Thank you. But it's a really good movie. Uh, okay, here's one I don't like. Elf. No, I like that. It's a Christmas classic. Any Christmas movie I like. I want to go see the new movie. You do not like any Christmas movie. Trust me, I've seen some dire ones. Is Santa vs. the Martians is, a cl- is, is not a classic. I want to see the new one by Disney. It's called Noel or something. Okay. I've never it's heard of it. It's on Disney Plus, so... Ah, oh, that's going to be a problem. I don't know what Disney Plus or Disney are going to do with Disney Plus here in the UK. Whether it's going to be on Netflix or we're going to have to... Are they going to bring Disney Plus here or what? So What? What? Because... <laughs> well, no, Disney Plus will be its own thing like Netflix. Oh, I thought it was just going to be another channel. No. Next one is Happy Feet about the dancing oh, penguin. Yeah. I don't remember anything about it, but we watched it. <laughs> he tippity-tapped along. Watched too many movies to remember he went, them all. He went tippity-tap, 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 tippity-tap. I can't remember what the plot is. Is that the one where he gets carried off by a bird? Storks or something, and they're annoying him. I oh. can't remember the plot. It's been what? ages since I've watched it. Yeah. I've watched it. Okay, another one I don't think you've uh, seen, but I think you've mentioned you'd want to see, Catherine. Hook. Oh, yeah, that's quite recent. No. Uh, Oh, oh no! It's nineteen early nineteen nineties, maybe. Uh, Robin Williams. When did I say I wanted to see that? I've never heard of it. Well, don't say that. There, there was a remake. There was a movie that came out quite recently called Hook. No, this this is uh, Robin Williams plays a grown up Peter Pan who goes back to. But Peter Pan doesn't grow up. I did in this movie. I don't don't look at me. Lies. It's been a long time since I've seen it. Lies. But it might be worth us watching. Uh, the ninth one is Home Alone. Oh, I love Home Alone. Yeah, do you know what happens? Up? He's Home Alone. Yeah, that's it. That's good. The tenth one is Back to the Future. Have you two seen Back to the Future? I've seen bits of it. No, I've seen Cars, but not maybe. <laughs> <laughs> the DeLorean, of course, was made here. And there's people around the country here who've got DeLoreans. I've, seen, I've seen the bit where he actually goes into like the car disappears and all that pizzazz. And I've seen the bit... Where he's in the future and they're all like hover things. Yeah, that's the second movie. Oh, this is going to be 2015? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Is there a skateboard in it? Yes. It it might be worth us watching sometime. (laughs) What was 
question for? I was just wondering if, if that's the right movie. No, there was a hoverboard. But no, in the fir- in the first one, it was a skateboard. Oh. The hoverboard doesn't come until the second one. Number eleven is Beauty and the Beast. I'm oh. taking it. This is the cartoon one. Tale as old uh, as time. I don't know. I think so. so. I remember the Wii game that was really time. hard to unlock. Like oh, there was, sh- yeah. there was the Wii game with the princesses in it, and then the hardest level was Belle. I don't think we ever got to it. But we did. We completed the whole thing. Joe will play that afterwards. Sure. Yes. Love that. Okay. I'm not finished talking about Beauty and the Beast. That's one of my favorite movies. I like the mu- I like all the music in Disney movies, like the classic Disney movies. Apart right. from the Jungle Book, I've never fully sat through that. I, could- I don't know why I just couldn't. Okay. Is that the one with the Baron of Sass? Yeah. It is indeed. Cool. Number uh, twelve is Ten Things I Hate About You, which is uh, that's very aggressive. <laughs> well, it's a remake of Taming of the Shrew, which is a Shakespeare one. So English, it's set- please. Taming of the Shrew is a Shakespeare play about the the hero character has to tame this woman to marry her and he can't marry her unless he gets a sister mar- something weird like that uh, this is set in a high school it's got Heath Ledger who is fantastic in it uh, re- really worth uh, watching uh, number 13 is The Incredibles oh yeah, yeah. do you remember watching that <laughs> this is one of the ones yeah. we watched when they were young again and again and again and I didn't I remember, mind. I remember one time we were in a caravan type thing and the DVD player would not accept it. And it was really sad. I don't remember that. I do. You were like, wee. You were very wee. Yeah. Number 14 is Edward Scissorhands. And yes, it's about a boy named Edward. It sounds like a horror movie. It's about a boy named Edward. It's a horror movie. His hands are scissors. It's a horror movie. No. Okay, it sounds like one. It's, it's, it's really weird. It's his last name, Scissorhands. It's Tim Burton, so it has to be weird. Any Tim Burton movie is weird. Johnny Depp plays his, uh, he starts off, from what I remember, he starts off pruning trees. And then, Wait, then he, hands. Yes, because they're scissors. Okay. And then he becomes a very famous hairstyler. First of all, for dogs and then for humans. Be very good at crafting. Yeah, it'd be great. It'd, uh, be, hard. it'd be hard to like hold something softly, though, with your feet. Yes, that's that's his problem. That's the problem. It's a very good movie. It's just worth. Like, oh, I'll just hold your neck. <laughs> Snip. <laughs> Number 15, The Goonies. We watched it. Yes, yeah. about that the. That was the one where the people went into the waterfall thingy. Kind of oh like... yeah, I never knew what that called when I remember it. That's called the Goonies. Wait, did I like? It? I can't remember. I, it, the... wasn't, it was. It was alright. Can I just was... tell you, the two of you complained the whole way through it. It was. It was. It wasn't the worst one we've watched. Yeah, that's holy crap. That's true. Number sixteen is Matilda. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Number seventeen, Wizard of Oz. I think so. Remember we watched a cartoon movie of it and it was like, it was weird, but it was a good movie. Wait, is that... <laughs> I can't think of a random thing. Is that the one where there's like the curtain and then the guy's in there trying yes. to make something happen when it's not? Yeah, I, I think we sat down and watched it oh, with you one time. The advert for insurance with it, where it's just like, there's yes. no place like home. Number 18 is Jurassic Park, the original one. Uh, I like Jurassic the World. new one. World. <laughs> Both of them are good. I think you'd like That's Jurassic true. Park. Um, Toy Story? Oh, yeah. Catherine doesn't want to see the fourth one. No, I just, I just get bored of it. It's basically just toys doing stuff. Oh, he gets lost and he finds his, um, Whoa. I don't know what you would, his significant other, his old significant other. 
Bull Peep. Oh, Finds Bull Peep. Okay. Yeah. Right. Toy Story is a good movie. It was unique, and I think the more they make of it, more sequels they make, the less unique it becomes. Number 20, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Now, we this is the... We the, haven't seen the original. That's the one oh, we're talking about. No. Wait, is that not the one where he has, like, lo- like a bob of hair? No, it's really straight. Hair, I, I don't know what you mean. It's it's old. Purpley hair. No, it looks like it was made in the seventies. That's the more modern one. I never liked the mu- the music in that when I was younger. It scared me. Yeah, it's kind of creepy. It is. It is. It's 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 your man. Roldal. It's him, and he Roldal. is creepy. He is. It's weird. It's it's a wee bit twisted. Talking about weird and <laughs> twisted, Labyrinth is an early eighties movie. Oh, it's. I've heard of the actual Labyrinth from like the Percy Jackson books, but that's it. Wait, no. wasn't that in Scooby Doo? So it was with the with the guy with the horse and in the head of a human. Anyway, Labyrinth is early eighties. I think that is Tom Cruise, and it is weird, but in a good way. Very fantasy, fantastical uh, we have movie. A game called the Labyrinth. Yeah. Yes, but that a labyrinth isn't uh, just for a movie. You know, it's it's it's, it's another thing I uh, got for a maze. Number twenty two. I've tried to get you two to watch this, and you won't. The Princess Bride. I never heard you talking about it. No, I oh, never oh, did oh, yes, either. Yes. Nope. Nope. The two of you. Right, we're going to watch this. The Princess Bride. Oh, it is fantastic. It's about a princess who's going to be married off to a nasty person, and her first love, Wesley, comes back to rescue her. That kind of sounds like the second movie of um, Princess Diaries. But Kind of sounds like every princess movie ever made. But this has got lots of different twists. It is funny in places. There is a giant. He teams up with a giant and a swordsman. I don't know why, but for some odd reason when you said giant, I just pictured, pictured the giant gingerbread man, Gingy. Okay. Right, let's I pre- really did. I pictured the giant out of, you know, the the like green beans advert. Oh. Green giant. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Or Weetabix. The Muppet movie. The original Muppet movie from the 70s. Trust me, you haven't seen it. and you have seen the Muppet's Christmas car, so that's kind of close enough. Uh, Well, this is miles away from that. I have a Kermit backpack. That's true. It might be worth it. (laughs) What about number 24, Wally? Oh, I I like it. I've seen it. We need to watch it again. I don't know if I've seen it. It's quite good. And here's one at number 25 is Kung Fu Panda. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've watched one, two, and three. Yes. I think I've watched most of them, mostly because she watched them all the time. And miniseries where they talk about the characters. Here's one from back in the, I think, the 80s. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. I think I've watched that. Yeah, we watched that. Okay. And they're running through the grass and they're tiny. Yeah, mind we went. Sorry, remember we went to that... Bit in Disney or yes, someplace. That's what? right, in Disney. I don't remember. Right. Oh, wait, is that the thing with the massive ants? Yeah. yeah. I thought that was the Bugs Life. Nope. Uh, number 27, The Perks of Being a Wallflower, about a girl growing up. Wow. Yeah, I've never seen it myself. One I have seen is My Girl, about an 11 year old with all her own problems and just growing up. These are, these are movies, these two movies are about. Coming of age, in other words, you're growing up a bit and realising you're growing up. Number 29 is... Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters! Yeah, the original Ghostbusters. We watched the modern remake and... I I liked it. Yours didn't 
I, I, it I, was, didn't, I didn't mind it. The storyline wasn't that great compared to the original one. Uh, so we must watch that sometime. I've watched it. All, uh, number 30, it says here, all the Harry Potter films. That's a bit of a cheat. I remember in primary school we watched one. Uh-huh. And then I'd, I've like never sat down and watched one. Another I, one. I've watched... I think it's the last two I haven't watched, or maybe the last three... I don't like Harry Potter. Yeah, that's okay. You don't have to. Uh, Romeo and Juliet. This is a no 2000s remake. Actually, it's meant to be quite good. Again, something I haven't seen. Which one is that? Because we watched one in... It's probably that one. (laughs) Okay, we watched one in English and it had guns in it. Yeah, that was probably that one. It was terrible. Okay, what about 32? Big... Tom Hanks uh, makes a wish as a wee child to become big. I don't think so. I have a brief, very brief recollection of that. Frank, what? <laughs> yeah, I think you have sat down and watched it. But I don't remember anything about it. I just recognise the title. I think it's aged badly. It's still a good, entertaining movie, but it's aged badly. Number 33 is Annie. I remember watching it at somebody's house. Yeah. I think so. I don't remember that at all. Okay. We've watched, we've watched the more modern one. Yeah, that's that fine. That was a good one. That, Wait, that, that is good. One? What? I've, we've watched yeah. both of them. With the famous billionaire boy who... And then but, he but that's the story. It's the same story in both Sorry. of them. It's the same story. We've watched both of them. Stardust, thought 34. That sounds like Twilight, to be honest. It isn't. It's about um, a world beyond a wall. It, it's it's actually quite good. Very <laughs> it's, it's Neil wardrobe. It's wardrobe. It's Neil Gaiman, so it's a bit odd, but it's very good. Here's one, and I do. I, it's one of the ones I think is overhyped, and I'm probably the only person on the planet who thinks it's overhyped. E.T. I've watched part of it, but then we just got bored to watch another movie. <laughs> it's not that good a movie. No, I I agree with that. Right, number thirty six, the never ending story, which I've never seen. Never that seen. sounds like a long... It does. It. Number 37 is Up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good class. We oh, got that for Christmas one year. Did you? Yeah, we did. Cool. Number 38, 13 going on 30, Jennifer I've Garner. I've seen that. I haven't. When Have you, you seen, seen it? When did you see that? I saw it at a friend's house once. It's a half-decent movie. Number 39 is Big Fish. If you want an odd movie, this is an odd movie. A really entertaining movie. Ewan McGregor. Um, about Why do you keep on saying these actors' names like we will know them? But there's other people listening to this. Yeah, yeah, but they will know that then. Hugh McGregor plays a, a man. Actually, it's an old man remembering his youth about his time in the service. And yeah, so it's not about actual fish. It is not. A, well, it might be a big fish in it. It's been a long time since I've seen it. Number forty, Billy Elliot. I recognise the name. It's about a young boy in a mining town who takes up ballet dancing. No, I haven't. Okay. <laughs> I know. I know. Tom Holland did it on whatever you call it. Yes, he, he did. He did the stage show. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Uh, number forty-one, Karate Kid. Yeah. We you watch the modern one. Yeah. You need to watch. That's quite good. You is need to watch the old one. The guy who like has like the braids and stuff. That's the yeah. modern one. Yeah. That's a modern one. Uh, you need to watch the older one to learn how to uh, clean a car. Polish on, polish off. Polish on, polish off. Or how to paint the fence. Paint the fence. Paint the fence. 
It's people who know that. Sure. Number 42, Star Wars. Which Charlotte, one? I think they're going to talk about the very first one. We were forced to watch one. <laughs> you were forced to watch one. We liked it. I don't. That's okay. There, there are movies here you will like. There are movies here you won't like. There's a lot of these I don't like, but everyone else likes. What does that say about you? That I'm cool. Yes. <laughs> Talking about pe- people like that, number 43 is The Outsiders. I've heard of it, but I haven't watched it. Have I heard of it? I don't know. I don't think I've heard of it. I'm thinking this is like a John Wayne movie, but I'm not entirely sure. But number 44 is The Secret Garden. Now, that is a good movie. I'm, well, I'm pretty sure I've watched You um, have watched it because it's... Version. Is that the one where there's a gate to the garden and nobody else knows it's there? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the okay. key is lost and there was a wee boy in the house. Was and... the gate white? Oh, yeah, or was the... There was a wee yeah. boy in the wheelchair. Yeah. Was the gate white? I don't know. It's a book as well. Uh, number 45 is The Sound of Music. No, no, I don't think so. I've heard of it. Oh, we tried to get you to watch the live stage show that was shown on TV one time, but you wouldn't. It's it's a good story. It's Nazis again, beating Nazis while singing. So it's got all the good elements of movies should have. Okay. The hills are alive with sound of music. Chronicles of Narnia comes in at number 46. She's seen it more than I have. There, there's several of these movies. She's seen it more than I have. And I think they're rebooting them again. Really? Yeah. Oh. Right. Uh, number 47 is Mrs. Mullen. Mulan. Oh, sorry, Mulan. I like that movie. Yeah, it's good. You can't remember. Oh, was that the one with the dragon? It is Mushu. I'm so, so sad that they aren't keeping any of the original movies or Mushu for the remake, but it's, it's, I've been told it's to respect Chinese traditions or something like that. Okay. Number 48 is one I forced you to watch. Jumanji. Oh, I love Jumanji. I'm so excited for the new one. Yeah. There's another one. There's yeah, the third one. There was an ad for it at the cinema. Yeah. Oh. Uh, number 49 is Frozen. Oh, yeah, good nah. classic. That, that was going on for ages. I've only ever seen it once. You guys never wanted to see it many times. I don't really, like, we were, it just sort of wore out quickly because everyone kept on watching it and watching we it. Were, There's another one coming out as well. Oh, yeah. Okay. We were just above the age where you watch movies again and again and again. That's true. You just had to let it go. And number 50, Inside Out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good movie. So there you go. There's the 50 ones. So how many have you seen, Catherine? 17-ish. And Charlotte? 29. And I've I've seen 42. That's not bad. That's not bad. This is just somebody's idea of what movies you should watch. If you were to make up your list, what movies would you include? Jumanji. Jumanji. You definitely have Jumanji the original one. Both. All of them. What about you, Charlotte? Like Beauty and the Beast, Finding Nemo. So all those Disney type ones. Yeah. So what? what like Disney are, Pixar. Are there any that aren't on the list that you would have that people watch? Zorro. Uh, Big Hero Six. Big Hero Six. That's a good one. I liked the SpongeBob movie for a while. That the the one that's live action. The yeah. yeah. Okay. But listen, if uh, you guys at home would like to tell us your movies that you think the girls should watch before they're 16, just uh, one or two each, that would be great. You can contact us by email at marksmessagemail.com or on Twitter at marksmesspodcast without the T or on our webpage marksmesspodcasts.blogspot.com or on our Facebook page marksmesspodcasts. 
And that is it for this month. Next month, we'll bring you even more of what we're doing. And thank you to Josh Woodward of joshwoodward.com for our title music. And we'll see you all next month when it's time for Mark's Mess Podcast again. Bye.